Good evening, everyone. This is Michael Hendricks uh, with your Prez Forecast podcast uh, for Tuesday night, November 17th. Uh, There's some things that I want to talk about tonight uh, that I just really needed to get off my chest. Uh, My next full episode, I do fully plan on working, going through, uh, rather, the Electoral College and... um, the whole story around that and what we can do about it in the future. Uh, but there's some things going on today in politics that I just kind of need to talk about. Now, with my blog and also my podcast, I, I do try to stay away from partisan politics, but yeah, mm-hmm. I just got to ask the question what has happened to today's Republican Party? It's not just Donald Trump. He's not a symptom of what's going on. He's he's the end game. Uh, This has been slowly building uh, since the late 80s. I really picked up steam uh, with Newt Gingrich in the 90s and the impeachment of Bill Clinton. And then it just carried on and kept going on and on. Uh, But really, when Donald Trump latched on to the Republican Party and ran in 2016 and one in the surprise upset over Hillary Clinton. You saw a lot of Republicans that had previously mostly stayed towards the middle of the Republican Party and maybe even edged a little bit to the left. Uh, speaking of moderates, mostly. All of a sudden, after Donald Trump won his election and took office, it seems like lack of a better word or phrasing, they lost their minds. And the very top of that heap is one Lindsey Graham, senator from South Carolina, uh, who just won re-election to serve another six years. Mm -hmm. Uh, He has been in the Senate uh, for a long time. Uh, He was good friends with the late John McCain, who was also senator uh, from Arizona. Uh, But they were considered the moderates of the Republican Party. They didn't really seem to go in for uh, the the Tea Party wing uh, or the conservative or far right wing of the Republican Party. Uh, Lindsey Graham is even famous for saying um, prior to the 2016 election that if we, as Republicans, elected Donald Trump as president, we would see the end of the Republican Party and we would deserve it. Now, that's a paraphrase. I'm not... It may not be the exact quote, but it's very close to what he said. Uh, He called Donald Trump a a racist bigot. But suddenly, after Donald Trump took office, we saw a huge change in Lindsey Graham. He suddenly moved extreme to the right. And as a very political animal uh, that I am, I I was concerned when I saw that move, that that complete swing from more of a moderate, almost left-leaning Republican to go as far right as he did. I I think we all remember, if we pay any any attention to politics, that in uh, 2017, Lindsey Graham was famous for going on the record and saying that if a Supreme Court seat opened up in the last year of Trump's presidency, 
that they would not replace, they would not fill that seat, that they would wait until the election was over and decided. And he told America to play the tape if he changed his mind, which we all now know he did. And we now have a new Supreme Court justice um, and, and, and due large part to Lindsey Graham. Having said all of this, having started that with Lindsey Graham, brings what's happened in the last day up. Uh, very concerning. I think any American, whether Democrat or Republican, left-leaning, right-leaning, has to be concerned over what they've been hearing from Georgia's Secretary of State. Um, and I apologize if I mispronounce his name, uh, but Brad Raff. Raffensperger. He went, he stated yesterday that Lindsey Graham had called him and asked him if there was any way that he could see just throwing away any of the mail-in ballots in mostly heavy Joe Biden areas. Lindsey Graham denied saying this. Uh, Secretary of State Raffensperger went on TV and said no. That it was his impression that that's exactly what Lindsey Graham was asking him. If there was any way that they could just get rid of all the mail-in votes. In other words, take Biden's lead. Illegally take Biden's votes out. And then we got more news. That Lindsey Graham had also called the Secretary of State in Arizona and Nevada. Now, Correct me if I'm wrong, but Lindsey Graham is a sitting senator in South Carolina. What business is it of his, no matter what chair he has in the Senate? What business is it of his to call any Secretary of State in any state that's not South Carolina? In my mind, he does not have any reason to call anyone. At the very least, this is election engineering. What is being said that he has said is criminal. If he did what he's being accused of. It's criminal and he should be charged and he should immediately resign his seat on the Senate. Even if he didn't specifically ask for that, Calling secretaries of state, sorry, secretary of states, or is it secretaries of state? I'll get it correct one of these days. Uh, but calling any secretary of state in any state that's not yours to find out what's going on with the count is just. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to find my words tonight and I'm finding it incredibly difficult because of the moment we are in. But I do believe that what he has done is illegal. And if it's not illegal, it's certainly extremely, extremely corrupt. He's not alone on this. The Republican Party as a whole has lost their minds since the election. We have had a tradition in this country 
when a new president has been elected, whether it's at the end of a two-term presidency or a one-term presidency, that the outgoing president basically opens the White House and the government to the incoming president as soon as the election results are called, not certified, called. This is the way it has worked my entire life, and I've been on this earth coming up on 43 years. Once the election has been called by the media, uh, there's actually now a law on the books that once an election has been called, again, not certified, called, that the outgoing president essentially opens up the government to the incoming president so that they can collaborate and get going on certain things that need to be taken care of. The biggest thing right now in the United States, of course, is COVID. But this just allows for a smooth transition from one president to the next. And this all specifically came up after 9-11. If you don't remember, before 9-11 and the 2000 election, it took a very long time for that election to be called because of Florida and the hanging chats. I'm not going to go back through that. Uh, that's still just a horrible nightmare to, to talk about even, even 20 years later. But because it took so long for that race to be called, there was no communication between outgoing President Clinton and incoming President Bush or incoming President Gore, however it was going to shake out. And one of the investigations into 9-11 found that because there was such a delay in getting that process started, that that helped lead to 9-11. So what could we be headed to right now? With Republicans seemingly in every state denying that the election has been called and that Donald Trump has indeed lost the election. It's another important piece that I want to talk about on this. I don't think it's a big deal right now, but it could be. Hang on to your hats. So, in, in other news that still has to do with this election that is still over, the election has been decided. Uh, but a little news uh, coming out of Michigan, uh, specifically from Wayne County, Michigan, uh, which encompasses Detroit. Uh, today was the deadline uh, for uh, canvases all over Michigan uh, to have their votes certified. Uh, in Wayne County, however, uh, there are four canvassers on the board of canvassers, two Democrats and two Republicans. Both Republicans decided today they were not going to go through with the certification process. They felt that there was an issue with the votes. Now, what I have seen on it is, and it, it is kind of convoluted, uh, 
doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. However, basically what they're seeing is 70% of the ballots cast didn't exactly match up the way they were expecting them to. That seems like a high number. Until you look back to the Michigan primary held earlier this year, when around 75% of the ballots cast didn't exactly match up the way they were expected to. At that time, Wayne County's ballots were certified. Now here's what the two Republicans on this board are saying. That they'll be more than happy to certify the rest of Wayne County, just not Detroit. And it's interesting to me because most of the people in Wayne County outside of Detroit happen to be white. Most of the people in Detroit, the supposed sticking point of all of this, are black. Call it racism, call it what you will, but it is highly unusual, though we are in the time of Trump, so nothing should really seem that surprising. But this does seem, right now, to be an anomaly. Right now, I'm not hearing of any other counties, no other boards uh, of canvassers doing this. Deadlocking. We're not going to certify this. Now, what does this actually mean? Well, if they can't come to an agreement, it doesn't sound like they're going to, then it goes to the state uh, board of canvassers to certify it. This is going to do nothing but delay the process. Instead of Detroit's votes being certified uh, here within the next week, it may be the beginning of December before they're, they're certified. So right now it is not a big issue. But that doesn't mean that it won't become a big issue. Here's the situation. Here's the issue. Not the situation, but the issue. Are there more board of canvassers out there that are going to refuse to certify in areas where Biden has won? Think about that. That alone should make you sit up and, and, and think. It should give you a pause. It should give you some concern. Because even though it is just one board of cameras, sir, it does not mean it's the last. Now, I don't think anything's going to come of this. I think uh, Wayne County will eventually be certified. Michigan will be certified. And we'll just move on like nothing happened. Now, just to put this into perspective, Biden won Michigan by over 100,000. It was not even remotely close. Even though the percentage was a little bit close, 100,000 votes uh, when we have states where Biden and Trump are separated by less than 50,000, 100,000 votes seems like a huge country mile. But 
but it is does lead to something that I've been hearing that the Trump team is attempting to convince state legislatures to only appoint electors who are loyal to Trump and will vote for Trump regardless of how the state voted. Now, there are some states out there that still, to this day, allow faithless electors, but most don't. And for a state legislature to actually go through that process to replace uh, their electors with people loyal to Trump so that they can, in effect, steal the election should be another one of those things that gives you a pause. But only a pause. Uh, to this point, I, I still think that when it's time for states to certify, they will. When it's time for the Electoral College to vote, they will. And when it's time for the House of Representatives to certify the election as Biden the winner, they will. And then on January 20th, Joe Biden becomes the next president of the United States. But I only say this to put this on your radar of things to kind of look out for. Uh, if you've kind of turned off the, the news at this point, especially with politics, I, I completely understand that. Uh, but do keep an eye on it. And since yeah, I do have a master's in history, I would um, one thing I learned while going through college, all the way through college, including getting my master's, is always check your sources. If you're reading an article and the source seems kind of iffy, uh, it would be my, my advice to just go ahead and stop reading that article and just move on. Now, and that's really the thing, because, uh, and, and that goes back to my main overarching theme of what has happened to the Republicans, specifically the Republican Party, that they see all this corruption going on, and not only do they not shrug, they happily accept it. I got one more thing to talk about tonight. I'm going to get myself a drink. Non-alcoholic, of course. And then we'll go through that as well. Hang in there. Okay, before I actually got to publish this tonight, uh, news broke uh, from Wayne County uh, that the board uh, there did change course and did end up going ahead and certifying results in Wayne County. Um, so like I kind of hinted at during that particular segment, segment two, uh, I didn't think that was going to go anywhere. Didn't expect it to be resolved tonight, but it is. So as of now, um, the election results in Wayne County, Michigan, which includes Detroit, have been certified. All right, forecasters, if you haven't heard about Anchor, and by now you should have, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain a few details. 
First of all, it's free. It's never going to cost you anything to make a podcast on Anchor FM. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can also make money straight from your podcast with no minimum uh, listenership. And it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Now, if you're interested in making your own podcast like I've been doing and like some of my friends and family have been doing, you need to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. For my final segment today, uh, I'm going to talk about uh, two separate issues, uh, both sadly having to still deal uh, with this election. Today, Trump fired by tweet uh, the head of cybersecurity and infrastructure security agency at the Department of Homeland Security, Christopher Krebs. This was after Krebs had said on record that the 2020 election was one of the most secure and the history of our elections. Uh, he went on further to tweet, Krebs did, uh, that of the 59 agencies looking into this election, none of them, none of them, found any irregular uh, irregularities in the voting and found no evidence of any fraud. No evidence of vote stealing no evidence of anything that the Trump camp has been alleging. Well, really, Trump himself has been alleging since 2016. Uh, there just is no proof at all. Christopher Krebs went on record saying that there was no proof. And he was rewarded for that by being fired in a tweet. The way Trump has fired just about everyone in his administration. It's nothing new. But it does point to exactly the level of corruption that is going on in the government at this time. Under Trump. That if you're not 100% loyal to him. 100% of the time. He will fire you. He will get rid of you. And that's not how a government is supposed to be ran. And that, to me, is one of the reasons, one of the reasons that Biden won so convincingly in this election. I just want to pull up some numbers real quick. Uh, the last count, by the way, uh, Biden is still leading 306 to 232 in the Electoral College, but in the last count, uh, with still seemingly millions of votes out there, uh, New York is still only reporting 80% of their votes counted, and 
the largest amount of votes still to come in are in heavily Biden areas in New York. Queens is only at 63%. Westchester, which is uh, on the north side, is at 56%. The Bronx is at 74%. Manhattan is at 60%. Um, so yeah, there's still a lot of votes out there, but at the last count, uh, Joe Biden is just north of 79 million votes. Donald Trump is just over 73 million votes. When this comes at the percentages, Biden is currently at 50.9%, while Trump is at 47.3%. And just to let you know, Biden's number is going to go up, Trump's number is going to go down as far as percentages. Uh, but we're still looking at nearly 75 million people in this country that voted for Trump. I mean, think about that. 75 million people voted for Trump. And he still lost the election by five, at least five million votes. And by the time this is all over, it's probably going to be closer, if not over six million votes. As I said in my first podcast, this election was not close. It was only closed in Electoral College. And so we have Lindsey Graham trying to get secretaries of state uh, to basically throw out Biden votes and the more closely uh, divided states of Georgia, Arizona, and Nevada. We have Trump firing by tweet the head of the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency because he had the gall to come out and say that, hey, you know what? This election was secure. There, there was no cheating. There was no fraud. To date, and this number may already be off, but to date, the Trump administration, Trump campaign, whatever you want to call it, it's all the same, has filed 14 lawsuits in Michigan, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Nevada, and Arizona. It has won one of them, which didn't change the votes because those votes that eventually did get thrown out, and there may be another suit on those votes to come, they were never counted. So they don't come out of Biden, and this is in Pennsylvania, so they don't come out of Biden's column. The votes were never counted, at least officially. They never went into the official count. So, out of 14, they've won one. The other 13 have all been denied. And every time a Trump lawyer, which they are losing lawyers day after day after day. Every, every single day, one of their law firms quits. So, at this point, Rudy Giuliani has taken over. Um, And I, I'm not sure what's happened to, I'm using quotes in the air right now, uh, America's mayor. Uh, but he's not the person he was in 2000. But every time a lawyer goes before a judge with one of their suits, they file 
a lawsuit that is very specific in what it's asking the judge to do. Yet every time they get in front of the judge, they almost immediately sweep aside anything that they're trying to argue for. Uh, one of the more memorable cases uh, was in Pennsylvania, where they sued the state of Pennsylvania because they said that Republican poll watchers were not being allowed into the, the count to, to watch. And when the judge specifically asked, how many are you actually here defending? The Trump lawyer kind of hedged and hawed around the question. And so the judge asked more pointedly, who is not being allowed in to watch? Is there anyone being in, is anyone in there watching? And the, the lawyer had to say that yes, our people are in watching. So what it actually ended up coming down to, so I guess you can count this as another sort of victory. They didn't feel like the poll watchers were close enough. So the judge did allow for them to be a little bit closer. None of these lawsuits are going to work because none of these lawsuits make any sense. So whether it's Lindsey Graham with the Secretary of State's, whether it's the Board of Canvassers and Wayne County that don't want to certify it because they don't want to accept the Biden is one. Whether it's Trump firing the head of a cybersecurity agency because he's out and say that the election was a fraudulent election or whether it's the countless lawsuits that are going absolutely nowhere. This goes right back to my very first episode. The election is over. Biden won. It is time to start the process uh, to, for him to become president. It's time for the transition to start. It's time for this country to move on. So with that, again, I promise uh, my next episode will be all about the Electoral College because I know you all are very much on the edge of your seats wanting to know what I'm going to say about that. So that will definitely be my next blog, or sorry, my next podcast, hopefully within the next couple of days. Having said that, hope you all have a good night. Have a good rest of the week. And just know, we are going to get through this. Good night.